What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hey guys, it's your host, Ruby May. Welcome to another episode of A Slut with Morals. So, lately I haven't been a slut. <laughs> if y'all can believe that. Um, so, the Jordan saga continues. I don't understand what I've done. Actually, you know what? I do understand. You see, when I get into a new, I'm going to call it a situationship. Well, when I get into a new situationship, I tend to drop other potential situations and stick to the one at hand. And that's just because you want to eliminate the risks of extra uh, exposure to STDs and what have you. And so that's what I did with this motherfucker. But you see, when I get into situationships, I also tend to give them almost the girlfriend treatment, which is massages if you want, uh, head whenever, um, and might I say, amazing head, because, yeah, it's me. Not to toot my own horn or anything, but toot toot. (laughs) And so, this dude keeps hitting me up. And yes, I have posted this on my Twitter, and yes, I have posted this on my Instagram, but what this motherfucker has done is he apologized, believe it or not, uh, he apologized for not treating me the way that I deserve to be treated, and I blew it off. I said, trust me, dude, you're not the first guy. And I don't understand why I keep blowing it the fuck off. You know, I, it's, it's not the first time. No, it's not the first time that someone has told me that they aren't exactly attracted to me, that I'm not exactly their type. And like I said before, I appreciate it because, Hey, you know what? At least they're being fucking honest, you know? And there's no wonder, there's no wondering. There's no leading on. There's just that, Hey, you know what? I'm not attracted to you in that way and I'd like to just continue my life without you in it and honestly I'm okay with that thank you so much for the honesty let's never speak again but now what this motherfucker did is he apologized for the way he treated me then he apologized for not being attracted to me the way that he should be and then this motherfucker said that he appreciated he was attracted to everything else but my physical being believe it or not actually I'm pretty sure you guys believe it at this at this um rate that I'm going here but I don't and this happens to me all the time you guys it happens to me so much more than I would like to admit it is that I treat these guys good they tell me they don't want me 
And then next thing I know, I'm being hit up by an unknown number. And I'm like, who is this? And then they tell me who they are. And they apologize. And they tell me that I have treated them the best they've ever been treated. I have given them the best head they've ever had. I've given them the best sex they've ever had. But yet, and and now, now that they haven't spoken to me in months, they can overlook my belly and my stretch marks and the scars that gave birth to my kids and the scar that I have on my belly that saved my life from when I was in a car accident when I was a kid and they had to open me up to be able to put me back together which is something that I'm already so insecure about and yes I've had a little bit to drink and when I'm drinking, I actually let myself feel my emotions. So um, amazing, right? But uh, because I hold them in a lot, I, I really do. I hold them in a lot. I mean, I feel like the only actual uh, emotion that I allow myself to feel is anger. Everything else, I just like shove in the back and I'm like, oh, we'll be all right. We don't have to feel this now. But then, of course, I have a couple of Vegas bombs and here I go letting myself feel. So I am tearing up a little bit about this. So I was in a car accident when I was a kid with my mom and one of the worst situations I've ever been in in my life because when I woke up, when I came to, I was in an ambulance and I hear my mom screaming, my baby, my baby, oh my God, my baby. (laughs) But she hadn't called me that in forever. Uh, I have mommy issues if you guys don't know. If you guys don't follow my Twitter or my Instagram or my Facebook, but I do have mommy issues. And, uh, fuck. I never allow myself to wear a two-piece bikini because nobody else my age had a scar that was 10 inches long on their belly. No kids my age anyway, you know? And I grew up and nobody still had a 10-inch scar on my belly. And then... I got into the medical field. (laughs) And scars were everywhere. People proud that they beat cancer. People proud that they got a surgery to get their heart to start ticking again. People proud. And then (laughs) I looked at my belly and this hideous 10-inch scar along with my two C-sections along with the other surgery I had to have to get my gallbladder removed to also save my life because I wasn't taking care of myself and I got to a point where my gallbladder was going to burst and essentially kill me. And all of a sudden, my scar wasn't that bad, you know? And yet... There are people out there that see these imperfections on your body and they don't get it, you know? Maybe it would have been better if I would have said, yeah, I had uh, stomach cancer when I was a kid or something like that. And they would have felt a little more okay with being with me. But trust me, the lights are on when when I'm getting it on and they look down and I see my belly and then they look at my face and trust me honey 
I'm going to keep going. This is not something that I'm uncomfortable with now. But for years, I felt that that I wasn't beautiful feeling. I felt it since I was 10 years old and I had it. And it's been almost 17 years now. And I'm fine with it. I lived. I survived this horrendous car accident that fractured my arm. Actually, it broke it. Fractured my collarbone. Fractured my pelvis. That rearranged my insides. And they had to go in there and put them back together. You know? And I realized, like, for a body... Mine's pretty good, you know, it's good to me. And I'm just, sometimes I'm just not good to it. And obviously that sucks and I really do need to be better to it. But, but these insecurities that I had, it's almost like when a guy ghosts me after we've had sex or they tell me that physically I'm not their type or they tell me, it's almost like they really cannot overlook these small little details that made me me, you know? That made my body the way it is that, you know, I... <laughs> and like I said, it's not the first time and it won't be the last. I'm pretty sure I'll get rejected probably for the rest of my life if I don't find the one that, that is good to me, you know? Anyway, so moving forward, moving back to the Jordan story. He apologized for making me feel unworthy of him. And (laughs) I went and I creeped on his Facebook because as a crazy bitch that I am, you know, I never claim that I'm psycho, but I will say that I'm crazy and I'm only crazy enough to make the sex amazing. That's it. I'm not crazy enough to fucking go after you, try to fucking stab you to death or anything like that. I'm just crazy enough to keep things interesting. Anyway. So. (laughs) I get a message from this guy. I'm like, who is this? And he says, oh, hey, it's, uh, I'm going to call him Andrew. And I'm like, what's up? And he keeps on messaging me, messaging me, messaging me. And I'm like, "Um, you know what? I'm really not interested. I'm so sorry. But you're, you know, you kind of failed to make me orgasm. And I just don't want that in my life. And he says, well, every time we hook up, I'm drunk. And I'm like, yeah. And you're probably drunk and texting me. Which is another thing, ladies, that if this happens to you or even fellas, you know, If someone only hits you up when they're drunk, it's because they've essentially, that's your, that's their go-to to to hit up when they're inebriated or under the influence. And that's the only time that you're good enough to fuck. You're not good enough to fuck when they're sober. You're not good enough to fuck when, you know, they're in their right mind and their six senses or whatever, five senses. Which is something that my mom says, you know, you need to be coherent in all your five senses. Don't ever let shit happen. She's like, okay, you got it, mom. Like, trust me. Um, 
and I'm just, I guess I get so fucking tired of it because I'm like, so this is, this is exactly why, like, I haven't been a slut in like two weeks because I'm, I get so fucking just turned off by dudes that are like that. And I'm like, you know what though? Maybe it's, it's on me. Like maybe I'm the one that's, you know, if they can't handle a deep conversation, like why am I even trying to, to make them feel better about themselves when they can't make me feel better about myself? And no, it isn't the other person's job to make you feel good about you, but you know what? Desire them and wanting them and physically wanting to touch them and just be with them is the thing that fucking makes a whole ass difference in a relationship or a situationship or what have you, you know, like just being there for a person that actually needs human touch is so completely different than just being there when a person needs a fuck, you know, and I gave that to Jordan and I probably shouldn't have because when his grandfather died, he reached out to me. Now his grandma's sick and he's reaching out to me and I don't know if it's COVID. I don't know if maybe it's just old age, but the fact of the matter is he keeps reaching out to me. And he's told me that he just wants someone to hold him until he falls asleep because he feels lonely. And as I feel like I'm a good person, but I don't think that I can bring myself to do that. I don't think that I can bring myself to face him. I feel like I've been humiliated and I've just been, you know, acting like I'm not. And I'm, you know, and actually what I am is I'm angry, you know, and I've told him to his face. I'm like, dude, you don't care about my orgasms. You don't care about touching me. You don't, I'm like, you're extremely selfish lately, you know, not just lately, but I mean all around, like, I don't know if I can be there for you the way that you want me to be there for you after you've told me to my face that you are not attracted to me, you know, like there's so many things that we can do, but sex is not going to be one of them. And he was like, you know what? You're right. That's fine. But really, I just need someone. And I don't know if I can be as someone for, I, I can't be someone's person. You know what I mean? Like if they're not my person, I don't want to be their person. I don't want to be someone that's always some option B, or maybe in this case, maybe I am option A, you know, because I told him something, um, a couple of weeks ago and he was like, Oh yeah, well you ruined my plans for, for the weekend. And I'm like, Oh, well shit, dude, my bad, you know? And then when I brought it up again and I was like, well, you know, maybe now I'm like, why don't you go talk to that girl that when he texted me about seeing his grandma or whatever, um, the thing about his grandma, I was like, well, why don't you talk to that girl that, you know, uh, you were supposed to see last weekend. And he was like, Oh, I don't have anyone. I said, why did you do that? Why did you say that? And he said, I guess I was just trying to seem cool. Like I wasn't lame. Like, and I said, like, you got a hose? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, Jordan, you are literally turning into the worst motherfucker I've ever met in my life. Like, seriously. Like, I don't, I don't, I have this guy named Joey, right? And even when he treats me like shit, it's so crazy because he still treats me like the most beautiful person in the whole fucking world. Like every time we're together, I'm the most amazing person. He's like, you're so fucking beautiful. You're so hot. He's like, I love the way you smile at me. You know, when we cuddle, he cuddles me with like all he has. It's not like, you know, but then after we hook up, he'll go one, two weeks without talking to me. Then all of a sudden it's like, we're together again and it's fucking beautiful. And I'm like, why do I fucking let myself keep doing this shit to myself? You know, like, 
even last weekend when I talked to him, he was like, please, I really want to see you. This is Joey, of course. Joey's like texting me. I want to see you. I want to be with you. Um, and he's, and he always says this to me and it freaks me out, but it kind of turns me on. And he was always like, I'm going to be your baby daddy. I'm going to be your next baby daddy. I'm going to be the one that gets you pregnant. I'm going to be the one. And I'm like, bro, no, like you cannot be your, <sighs> maybe you are a good person, but you're not a good person to me, you know? And it's like, I limit myself to these sexual connections with people, but I don't limit myself to having emotional connections with people. Because I am at the point in my life where I don't even believe I can have an emotional connection with someone who wasn't my ex-husband. And I'll tell you why. Because my ex-husband and I, my ex-husband and I were together for over 11 years. We met when I was a kid. I was 14 years old. And he saw me through everything, you know. And yes, like, I haven't spoken to my ex-husband in a long time unless it concerns the kids. I don't speak to my ex-husband about anything unless it concerns the kids. Um, But at the same time, I'm like, I do miss that person that I could go to and talk to when my whole fucking life was a mess. And, like, these men are seeking a sexual connection, which I can give them. But when I seek an emotional connection, they can't give it to me. You know, like, I cannot be there for someone that can't be there for me like emotionally you know and emotionally it's 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 gotten to the point where I'm just like well fuck it you know like if they don't need me then I guess I don't need them and if they hit me up for sex I'm just kind of like nah I don't really want it because sex sometimes is a little bit more than just get it in get it out come you know and then thank you you know wham bam thank you ma'am and sometimes yes it is like that but then a lot of the times what ends up happening is you start seeing this person as like your best friend, right? Or you kind of think, well, hey, what if I text them about something that's going on with my life? I wonder if they'd be able to help me. And I can't do that with Joey. I can't do that with Jordan. The only person that I could do that with was this guy named Eric that I fell head over heels with in love with. And once again, I wanted the emotional connection he was honestly one of my best friends and sexually we had one of the best connections but I tried to have that emotional thing with him and I could not and it was because he was so guarded from his ex-wife and what his ex-wife did to him that he couldn't let me in which once again in a situationship I treat someone really well and he did not want to be treated well he just wanted in and out wham bam thank you ma'am And I couldn't just give that to him. I could have, but the way he was as a person, he could be my friend, right? But he could not be my boyfriend. Like, he could give me words of encouragement as a friend, but he could not give me words of, uh, you know, desirable words as a boyfriend. Like, it was, like, he had compartmentalized our relationship into friends with benefits, friends that have sex, and nothing else. Like, nothing more was going to come of it. And trust me, ladies, like, this is the dude that I fucking went nuts over. Like, I remember the day that he blocked me on all types of social media. I fucking, I I had just gotten indoors. I, and I fell to my knees and I was bawling my eyes out. And I could not believe that this has happened to me because I was pushing for something more, which he could not retaliate and it completely broke me like and that was the last time that I ever tried to have 
an actual emotional connection with someone because in my head I'm like it's gonna keep happening like this you know it's, it's almost like a type of PTSD and that's essentially what's going on with your traumatic experiences that you have in certain situations and in certain relationships and with the people that you allow yourself to be emotionally connected to and I don't want that shit it's the reason that Believe it or not, I don't accept hoodies, I don't accept t-shirts, I don't accept anything to sleep in, or maybe I'll sleep in it and then I give it back to you in the morning. Like, I will not take it home. Why? Because I don't want to be home one day after we've broken up and be doing my goddamn laundry and fucking just pull out your hoodie, remember how you used to treat me, and then remember who you turned into. And I don't want it. I don't want to be in my own peace of mind and then remember that I was unworthy and not good enough to love and not good enough for you. Unworthy of your love. And I just don't do it. I don't, I don't allow myself to remember songs that we used to sing together or car karaoke with together. I don't allow myself to be like, oh, this song was this guy's song, you know? I I don't allow myself to that. I no longer allow emotional ties to anything that this person does because I don't want to remember anything good about the person that hurt me. Because allowing someone, allowing yourself to remember all the good things that someone did to you or for you instead of allowing all the bad shit that they did to you, it doesn't exactly make you bitter. Yes, it can make you bitter if you can't move past it. But at the same time, if you don't remember the bad shit, it keeps you in a loop to be able to go back to them all the motherfucking time. And that's the thing that you're trying to avoid. You know, that's the thing that you're like, well, you know, uh, we can be friends or whatever. And they may be a good friend, but they were a really shitty boyfriend. And I actually used to say this about my ex-husband. Like, he was a shitty husband, but he was a really good dad. You know, because as a father, fucking A1. As a husband, minus zero. Like, sorry, dude. If you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. Um, There were times where you did treat me good, but at the same time, there were times where I wanted to die. Um, So you just, and I actually remember I told this to my mom one time. So my mom, I'm going to go into a story here. So when I was a kid, uh, my dad dad, uh, got sick when I was 14. And I remember my mom... You know, my mom had just barely started dating this guy and, uh, and he had moved in. It was the first boyfriend my mom had since my mom and my dad split. And that was 13 years that they were split up. And this guy wanted to marry my mom. And my dad was like, I'm really sick. Um, and I just, I just want to be with you and the kids before, you know, I die. And so my mom went ahead and she told her boyfriend at the time, and said, you know what, like, um, I'm really thinking about just going back to him and I want to have my family back together before he passes. It's always been a dream of mine. And when my mom told me this, I remember we were talking and I got so angry at her, so frustrated. And I said, you need to move past the shit and remember all the bad shit that my dad put you through so that you can finally move on and you can finally find peace in your heart. I said, because he didn't deserve you. I said, yeah, you're a little nuts. Yeah, you're a little crazy. Whatever. I said, every woman is. I said, but no woman deserves to be beaten to a pulp like you were. 
I said, this man that you're dating wants to marry you. You don't have to work. He pays all your bills. He loves me and my brother. And you want to throw it all away for a man that's probably going to die within six months and leave you alone all over again. That's what you want. And my mom stayed quiet and she looked at me and she just stopped. And I said, this man wants to give you the world. He's going to buy you a house and you want to leave all of that. I said something that my dad never was, or at least not for the past 14 years of my life. You want to get him back into my life when I have a dad, a real father that has made up for 14 years of not having a dad in the, in the amount, in the three years that I've known him in the two years that I've known him, fuck in the seven months that I knew him. Cause back then it was like seven months. I said, you want to, you want to, you want to take this man out of my life. The man I actually see as a father figure to go back to someone that's going to fucking die in six months. I said, and not only is he going to leave you again, all over again, I said, he's going to leave all of us all over again. And that's what you want. And my mom stayed quiet. And I said, think about this shit. Think about it really hard. Anyway, they've been married for 10 years. I'm going to be uh, 11, I believe, this year. And that's what you have to think about, you know? You really sometimes have to go with your gut on moving past someone because when is your gut ever wrong? Your heart, oh my God, your heart will take you and make you do the most fucking treacherous things to yourself. And sometimes your head does too, because sometimes your head's fucking dumb. But your gut will always tell you what you need to do. And if it feels wrong, don't fucking do it. If it feels right, keep going forward. That's why people have fucking nightmares whenever they eat too much red meat and then they go straight to sleep and then they have fucking nightmares all night, you know? They knew it was a bad idea and then they're, you know, it's a fucking piece of undigested meat and it's giving them fucking nightmares. Imagine your ex-boyfriend has a piece of meat that's going to give you fucking nightmares for the rest of your life, you know, or your ex-girlfriend. Don't fucking go back to it. Learn to hate them. Learn to remember all of the bad shit that they did to you so that you can move forward and actually meet someone that's going to fucking be there for you and change your entire fucking life. Anyways, you guys, you can follow me on my Twitter at RubyMain1993, my Instagram at young.goddess.memes. You can also follow my Facebook at A Slut With Morals. I hope you guys have a good night. I love you. Be safe. Wash your hands.